We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 2020 Northern Trust Early Picks and Research and First Look. Get you ready for the first lag of the three-week FedEx Cup playoffs. This is going to be the final full-field event of the 2020 PGA season. We have 125 players in the field, the top 125 in the FedEx Cup Standing. So I'm recording this after round three of the Wyndham Championship. Hot tip on the Wyndham Championship, Pat Mayo. Don't play it next year. Not great for your for your boy Pat Mayo over here. Although, see, woo, Kim, currently in first place. As people who watched the show last week know that I only played him on DraftKings and didn't bet him. I pulled the reversal for the first time ever. So maybe being free from the Mayo curse is really propelling him up. I wish nothing but the best for Siwoo Kim. As long as Tyler Duncan can sneak his way inside the top five. All good with me. I'm rooting for you, Siwoo. Go close this down. Although, we've seen Siwoo in this position a few times, and it hasn't gone great. And there's a few decent, capable chasers, and maybe all of a sudden, like, Rob Oppenheim wins. Who the hell knows? But either way, uh, it should be a fun conclusion, but I'm looking forward to the Northern Trust, because my week is essentially over as it pertains to the Wyndham Championship. If you are looking for the Listener's League link, you can find that in the description of this video. And podcast. Also, smash the like button for the video and give me your early lean for the Northern Trust. This is a great field. This is like a major-esque field. I've talked about it a bunch of times in the previous years, but the first two playoff events uh, are probably two of the toughest fields of the year. When we go back and look at some of the past championship past champions at TPC Boston, it's like a who's who of who's pretty good at golf, uh, at least over the past 10 years. You don't see a lot of scrub winners at a lot of these playoff events. Uh, same thing with WGC, same thing with majors. When you get the collection of all the top players in the world around, turns out one of them probably ends up winning. Not great for long shots, so we'll try to break down how that works out with DraftKings uh, once the pricing ends up being released. 
The field is loaded into FantasyNational.com right now. If you go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo, get yourself 20% off. That's it's really easy stuff. Slash Mayo. That's all you need to do to save yourself 20%. So we have a field loaded in right now of the current 100 and top top 125 players although that is going to change after the Wyndham championship probably by about two to four players depending on how players like Rafa Cabrera Bayo and Shane Lowry end up finishing on Sunday they can still sneak their way in and bump out guys I know Bo Hogg is still playing right now but like he could get bumped out there's a bunch of them that could get bumped out so you might as well just wait for the finalized field once the betting odds get released uh, after the conclusion of the tournament then we're going to know who the top 25 are. I mean, or you can just go to like PGA Tour and find out like the live leaderboard. I'm sure they're going to mention it on the broadcast if it's not tape delayed again, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, rate the podcast five stars and some news, which I need your help bigly with. And it's not going to cost you a dime. It's going to cost you like 10 seconds. The Pat Mayo Experience video podcast uh, is currently on the DraftKings YouTube channel. That is going to be changing in around like 10 days. It's going to be going over to the Mayo Media Network. Yeah, it's fun times. Currently has zero subscribers. That's fun. We can rebuild from scratch on everything right now. I have posted the link to that channel in the description of this video and podcast. If you could please go to it and subscribe to the channel. That way you're not going to miss when the show shifts over and you're going to be like, hey, where's the show? And like, oh, it's actually right here. Nothing's really going to change. It's just a new platform. Uh, for everything that's essentially the only thing that's changing uh so if you want to catch jeff and i talking about monday golf or DraftKings picks football's coming back soon we got some fun win total shows prop shows all coming out that you're going to be able to find that on mayo media network uh, i don't even think you can search for the link because it's a brand new channel that's why i've posted the link down there so tell some people and if people are looking for the show after it goes away please be very nice be like hey you can catch mayo's full shows over here and just paste the link underneath of it that would be fucking fantastic so i really appreciate that smash the like button for this video as well i'm gonna need you to smash it like from multiple accounts here now that i'm starting my own network but uh we have a lot of fun planned over there uh and just more content and that's frankly what i'm good at well kind of the picks are bad content people can seem to watch it anyway i've gone on too long let's get to the northern trust it's back at tpc boston um, well, it used to be the De- it used to be the Deutsche Bank uh, over Labor Day. Then it was the Dell Technologies over Labor Day, and then last year they readjusted the FedEx Cup playoffs, cutting it from four events to three events, and they got rid of the Dell Technologies. So TPC Boston became in a rotating mix with the Northern Trust. Last year it was at Liberty National. I went down to that. That was a fun course uh, to just go check out. It was. Pretty tough, uh, to tell you the truth. TPC Boston, less tough. But this is where we're getting back. So it took a year off. But if we go back and look at who's actually played well at this course over the year, the last time it was contested in the playoffs, uh, it was the second leg of a Bryson back-to-back. He won Northern Trust. Then he won in Boston at minus 16 the year before. 2018, or 2017, sorry. Justin Thomas, minus 17. Rory, the good, the bad Rory. Rory McIlroy, he ended up winning. Minus 15. Ricky Fowler, minus 15. Chris Kirk, Won the year before that. That was the Billy Horschel, Chris Kirk, cannot be stopped. They were objects at rest that season. They could not be stopped through the playoffs. They almost both played their way onto the Ryder Cup team that year. Uh, Kirk didn't get in. I think Billy Horschel did get in because he ended up winning the FedEx Cup. But Chris Kirk won at minus 15. Stenson, minus 22. McElroy, minus 20. Webb Simpson, minus 17. 
Charlie Hoffman minus 22. And if you go back and look before that, it's like Stricker and VJ and Tiger and Adam Scott, like big names that played really well with this event. And besides like Kirk and maybe even Webb, it's usually guys that hit the ball a ton off the tee. Like Ricky's not a long driver versus Bryson, but in the overall scope of things, he's a pretty long driver. So TPC Boston, when we look at it, is 7,342 yards. The par 71 closes on a really boomer bust 18th uh it's a power of five you can get yourself in like the gorse right before the green uh if you try to go for it in two so that's always a fun ending to anything it's on bent grass uh just outside of boston but let's take a look at the field head over to fantasynational.com again it's fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself 20 percent off uh, so we have it loaded in right now, the top 25 in the Northern Trust Field. You can always just find that by going up to the top and clicking around. Uh, if you're on Wyndham right now and you want to check out Northern Trust, super easy to do. Uh, if we just take a look, pass, actually, I'm going to resort like I like to by since the restart. Uh, that always makes things a little bit easier to track. Has it been three months? Has it been four months? I don't even remember anymore. Was it the beginning of June? So yeah, three months still covers it. Just strokes gain total on the whole. We have Bryson. And Thomas, uh, one and two, the two last guys to actually win at this course. So we can see how that's trending right now. Berger, Morikawa, and Xander are still up there in total strokes gained. Uh, if we just go to T to green, Thomas, Morikawa, Hovland, Berger, and Russell Henley. Henley uh, had himself a nice Saturday after getting himself through the cut line at the Wyndham. We'll see if he can keep that going at TPC Boston. Probably a bit outclassed in this field, to be perfectly honest with you. You can see, despite the fact that he's fourth T to green, 61st in DraftKings points per round. That's not great. Not great, Russ. Uh, let's take a look at TPC Boston. The course breakdown itself. You can see there's that the second easiest hole on the course is that closing par five. You can make some eagles on it, uh, but you can also kind of blow up a little bit. It's a 10% bogey rate, which, frankly, uh, when we kind of take a gander at some of the, that's one of the lowest on the course, but it seems like this par three and this par four it just seems a bit odd where you see like a 9% bogey rate for the, one of the 600 yard par five uh, and then a 12% bogey rate. So birdies and eagles can be had at all of these par fives, obviously, when you look at it, but there is a bit of a danger for a blow up for some of the field if you get a bit too aggressive. You need to be really precise with your longer irons at this course. Like when you see Rory and Stenson really pop up, uh, it kind of leads you to believe that, you know, either distance off the tee or long irons, a lot like TPC Harding Park was set up, to be perfectly honest with you, in the type of player that you're looking for. Uh, if we just take a look at the past events and the top five finishers, you'll see that well, approach, always the most important stat. And I hate when people like tend to freak out about this. Like, oh, I can't believe he said strokes gained approach is the most important stat. Everyone knows that. I'm sure most 99% of the people watching the show know that. But when providers and content producers put that out there, it's more for the people that don't know that. Uh, you can just not get triggered and move on your way. I, I just find that people are real, real on edge lately. It's kind of crazy, but driving, you know, the ball striking versus the putting, you're going to need to ride a hot putter here along with your irons and ball striking around the green doesn't seem to affect all that much. But if we kind of zoom out a little bit and look at the top 20, you'll see that the chasm between off the tee and approach grows. It's over two times the importance, or is it over? Yes, just slightly over two times the importance. Then around the green starts getting back into it because obviously these guys aren't hitting as many greens in regulation, therefore relying more on the short game. You can see that around the green is like half of off the tee and approaches almost double what 
uh, or off the tee is. So you want to take guys that can capably drive the ball and gain strokes there and smack their irons as well. This is no real difference from anything else. Uh, par five scoring is way up versus the par threes and par fours. You don't generally see that big of a gap, uh, but you know you want to be aggressive with your long irons here. You want to be able to put yourself in position to make eagles on some of these courses. I remember the last time we were doing this at this course that I was looking at Kokrak and Answer, and I was like, these guys are such jabronis in this field. And I think if we switch over to the leaderboard, how did they? How did Answer? Yeah, Answer ended up coming seventh. And Kokrak ended up coming 24th. Uh, there is a cut at this one, by the way. It's top uh, 65 in ties. This is the last time that we'll see a cut uh, for the rest of the season. You know how I feel about no-cut events? I don't like them at all. It's funny to see Rafa. When we, this is from the 2018 Dell Technologies, by the way. Rough is long. Green speed, super fast. Uh, the greens are soft, hitting the average. You, you hit more fairways than average but only slightly more uh and the scoring tends to be relatively easy like you can see bryson even though he got off to the bad start ended up with a 63 on saturday uh it seems like conditions on saturday were really really easy to do but yeah bryson yeah Fino, this could actually be a spot for Fino to be perfectly honest with you i know everyone says that every week but i'm not usually on Fino. uh maybe the this is a super kiss of death for him but just the way that he's coming in, CT Pan ends up playing well. The Panama struggled on Saturday at the window, but he was starting to get it back together just a little bit. Uh, and then Rafa, if Rafa's actually like back back, uh, I'm not sure whether he is or not, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how he finishes up at Wyndham to see if he can get himself into this tournament because clearly this is a place where he's experienced a degree of success. Casey has a pretty decent track record here once we look through it as well. We'll go jump back to the course breakdown for a second, though. The cut line over the years, plus three, plus four, plus four, plus three, uh, and then you have even uh, a few times around. That should be a bit lower this year with only top 65 instead of top 70 in ties, uh, and with the class of this field being so high, you can see, yeah, the driving accuracy percentage, 65% over 62% per tour average so not significantly higher they hit a few more greens in regulation a bit easier to scramble than normal as well but guys can go low we've seen a few 63s we've seen four 62s and it does seem like a course where bombers will have just definitely have the advantage but like we saw with Harding Park, you're going to have your guys, probably not as pronounced, we, I think nine out of the top 10 guys on the leaderboard of the PGA Championship, we would have quantified as bombers. But it's all kind of relative to this course where shorter hitters can get it done if the irons and putting are on. Like a web type isn't dead here. He has one here in the past, but you go back and look like Steve Stricker, Chris Kirk. These guys aren't necessarily bombers. I'd say Ricky is probably on like the lower end. Of, Ricky and Stenson are sort of on the lower end of not huge with the driving, but they both hit their long irons at least in those years exceptionally well driving distance about tour average and the average proximity to the hole just a little bit longer than the average tour event so if you want to make some 30 footers that's good on you because you're going to jump up the leaderboard rather quickly um once everything is loaded in the full field is established for this i mean we can go take a look at it right now and take a look at tournament history i bet probably i'm gonna have to talk to mike about this because yeah when we look at it um, you'll see like Dustin over Spieth. Like that wasn't a TPC Boston. Bryson over Finau. Uh, that's because it's bringing in the Northern Trust history. So it's for the tournament itself, the tournament name, but not necessarily the course because this is new to the Northern Trust rotation, TPC Boston, that this is giving us different uh, courses from over the years. So that is not super helpful for right now. I'll see if I can get Mike to import in the stats from that. That's why I was going through the leaderboard this way. Uh, and you can just kind of select your view and select your year. So let's see how Bryson did it in 2018 he gained an all 
three of the categories didn't bleed much around the greens Finau did although he's vastly improved that part of his game uh, over the past two years but approach and driving uh, we saw Rose do it with a ground the green putting and driving. Rose is going to be super interesting. Uh, I felt like I had, it's funny, when I did the DraftKings show with Raza this week and I went through all my 6K guys, they all turned out to be really good. I told him I was having such trouble at the top of the board and that trouble turned into miscuts. I used a bunch of Justin Rose and he was a fucking disaster. Uh, so that really blew up my spot this week, uh, despite the fact that I have Siwoo in a bunch of lineups. It's just, it's not going to do me anything because I don't have... A, anyone paired up with him from the top and it's not like I was starting my lineups with Siwoo I think the best guy that I have with him from up top is Fleetwood but Fleetwood kind of hung back a little bit well and then I didn't get the right combo like if Rose had made the cut I would have like six six of six Siwoo lineups like going at it right now with like Lowry and Duncan and just guy and Landry guys that would need to have a good Sunday but uh, just couldn't get it right this week hopefully we can get back on track at the Northern Trust obviously Uh, it's nice to see Bubba couldn't make a putt to save his life here same with brooks i mean it's not a disaster minus 1.2 but that's not going to win you any tournaments who did the best on the greens here we got bohas or big shocker hideki good god and then bryson so only one guy really made everything all week like you know six strokes to three strokes if you can gain over three strokes putting this week uh, and you hit your irons pretty capably it looks like you're going to be in it uh so it's not one of these like weird outlier weeks oh see woo kim he gained around the green and on the greens although he is ball striking the shit out of the ball right now uh maybe rose after his second rack and kind of get things going a little bit maybe i can get suckered back in who knows uh but you have a complete lineup of guys to choose from so that is how everyone kind of did it i love mark um at the 2018, let's go back a year and check out to see how Justin Thomas was able to accomplish his feat. You can see he got to minus 17, one by three over Spieth, Leishman, Casey, Rahm, and Reed, and Kevin Nah. But if we look at the actual strokes gain, how did they do it? Uh, ton of strokes on approach for Thomas, and everyone's Spieth was awesome. Four off the tee, six on approach, and still couldn't win because GT was chipping everything in, it looks like. Um, and Casey, the ball striking, the putting was up. So it does look like a week where if you want to kind of lean with the overall ball strikers, the most gained on approach was actually uh, Kevin Na, my guy, losing strokes off the tee. No big surprise there. Uh, you'd think he'd drain more putts, though. That's kind of surprising. But oh, Justin Rose pops up again. Oh, God. Oh, this is going to be a kick in the nuts, isn't it? Uh, DJ kind of pops up a little bit too. Rafa, another one who just you know, had two top 20s the last two years it was here. Obviously, he had been playing a lot better at that moment. Just very interesting to see. Wonder well where I'm going to end up going with this. Haven't made any early leans yet because you know, do I really want to go to the very top of the board? I, I do. Where they've been giving us decent odds on the 20 to 40 range in the betting market uh, even at the majors, even at the WGCs, that I know that Rom's not going to be in that range. Like Casey might be in that range, but JT is not going to be in that range. Rose will probably be like 35, 40 to one uh, after a bad week. Fowler will probably go into that mix. Finau will probably go into that mix. I'm curious to see where Dustin Johnson actually ends up. He's someone who kind of has the skill set for this course and where it's not a major, maybe he can close it down. I mean, the guy wins WGCs, guys win FedEx Cup playoff events. He's won the Northern Trust before over Spieth in that playoff, which was fucking in the best shot I think I've still ever seen him hit cutting that leg. Not this course, obviously, but he doesn't have the pressure, apparently, that he does at majors when it comes down to it. So let's try to build a model and see how we're going to do. Obviously, this is going to change throughout the week. We've looked at a bunch of different stuff. I'm going to go back to the breakdown just for one second, take a look at the par fours. Four, four, 
So there's eight between 400 and 500. There's one over 500, two less than 350. How long are they gettable? Let's see here. Hole one and hole four. Now, a very low eagle percentage, but number four is the easiest hole on the course. I wonder if there's any overlap. It does look like, because the number three is super difficult. And even when you come through and get to the back nine, that's where all the difficult holes are. That for showdown purposes, taking guys that start on the back nine, if that's going to be like a thing this week, I assume it will be. I haven't seen this. Obviously, the tee times haven't come out yet. But if you can get guys starting on hole number 10, it does look like you have a higher percent chance at a birdie streak. So because 17, 18 rolling into one and two are what, four of the five or six easiest holes on the course with all with over a 20% birdie rate. And then if you start on the front, you just get this par three, which has a 13% birdie rate, but that's significantly down. Now, if you can birdie that one, it does look like you can pile up the birdie streak there too. just seems like you're going to have a better chance at 17, 18, one and two, because even if you flub 17, you're probably likely to make birdie on 18 and then go one and two and give yourself an opportunity there as well. That way you can pile two par fives into an actual streak. And that's really what you're looking for. So a quick breakdown and just a slight, I mean, it might not work out that way, but you're going to give yourself any opportunity you want going into a showdown slate, and it does appear like that's probably the easiest way to do it. Uh, and don't be fretting if your guys start off really poorly on the back, because uh, you know three of the four, three, three, three of the four toughest holes are within the first five holes coming out uh, to start the day. So you know you could argue with, hey, you don't want your guys getting behind too early. And maybe it gives them like negative mo, uh, and they you know get really down on themselves right away coming out if they start on the back nine. But I don't believe in that sort of thing. I just rather look at the percentages and say, hey, these four holes are pretty easy to birdie. You have better access to them if you start on the back nine and roll into the front. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so let's build this. It doesn't. Have, let's do a pretty rudimentary one. Actually, I think I had where's custom model fifty one. I don't have one built from this. I must have erased it. But we'll go TPC Boston. And then we'll save it. We'll put in our results after the fact. I don't know necessarily what I really want to be doing. Where did they say the big proximity range was here? A lot of longer iron shots, so even 175 plus. I mean, I'll, you're going to see a ton from in here. The 200 plus is just going to be from all those par fives. I would say that, and that's highly unpredictable to tell you the truth. It's not like you're asking guys to stick it to three feet from 235 away. Uh, you just want to give yourself generate eagle opportunities. But the distance of these guys now, even from two years ago, you're the key range you're probably looking at is the 150 to 175. So I'll chuck those in as the two key ranges to look at i'm not going to weight them super highly because i'm going to wait approach super highly and i don't want to like triple down on all of the same stats and i'm going to what else am i going to put in just per five i'll put an eagles gain actually uh, and throw that in so let's try to readjust these so they fit us a little bit better you're going to want your guys scoring on par fours as well so let's check in par four scoring there's not like we looked at the distribution it was pretty even kind of across the board you had the two the eight then the one over 500 so we'll just go with relative par four to see how that ends up working and it does look like you're going to need to putt a little bit although we've seen paul casey and guys like that pop up that and hideki gain five strokes that maybe putting not the most predictive thing but i'll check it in as a five as well because you know 
just putting that in as a five really weights against the Connors and the Ben Ann's of the world. Not to say that you wouldn't want to take them here. They're actually kind of the profile I think that I'm looking for, but it gives them some sort of negative where if we're only looking at their positive stats, of course they're going to come out at the top of the list uh, that we need to do something to kind of weight them back a little bit. So we'll go 12. uh, Yeah, let's just go heavy. We'll go 15% off the team. We saw that approach was about double. We'll go 30% there, although we're going to mix in that by mistake we'll go five and five for these two and then we'll put eagles up at five just because with the proximity range we're already including approach that will all go into one we'll keep around the green down a little bit par four scoring we'll put up to 10 percent. no i'm only at 80 percent. i can jack this up somewhere well i don't know why i just hit load on that that was probably pretty stupid let's go back Let's see here. What else can we add? Maybe we'll add in opportunities gained uh, just so we don't have to jack up approach anymore. We'll add that in for 10. Again, opportunities gained is the fantasy national stat where we look at who has the most birdie opportunities. And maybe we'll just wait par fives anyway. Yeah, say the hell with it and chuck it in. We'll wait that and we'll put that at five and we'll crank up putting to 10. Yeah, do I want to do that? Yeah, why not? Let's see what it does. Well, again, this is not my finalized model. This is just what I'm kind of coming up with at the top uh, top of my head. After the initial research, I'll try to fine-tune it during the week. So now looking at the custom model, it's all loaded in uh, the past three months and all the rounds since the restart. We can even cut it down to past 24 because you know there are some guys that are really getting up there in price. So since the restart, it actually spits out Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Daniel Hauser-Berger, Tony Finau, Russell Henley, Xander Shoffley, Henrik Norlander, Dustin Johnson, Corey Connors, even with the putting. Uh, so you can just kind of see the different types of people. Connors down on eagle rate, down on the long approach. But what does he do? Off the tee and hits his irons incredibly well. wonder if there's any just kind of let's shrink this down to past 24 rounds and just give us a smaller sample of the recent form of everything that's been going on uh, only because we now have enough events where some guys have played almost every single week. Like Brooks like doesn't take weeks off anymore. I mean, maybe he should at this point, uh, if we kind of shrink it down, nothing really changes. Jason day is super interesting here. I wonder how he has played at this course in the past. Like that bumps up Wolf just because he had a bad start. He's number one in opportunities gained. Curious to see what his number is actually going to be. It's because he's been, he has been playing tremendously, uh, on the recent, let's see, Dell Technologies uh, used to be better, but one, two, three, four, five before his miscut in 2018 had five top 25s in a row at this course. Obviously, Matthew Wolf hasn't played it, but as you can see, the approach numbers are absolutely staggering for him right now. And if we take out around the green, I mean, you wouldn't want your guy losing a ton around the green. However, if this is going to be less important here and there are fewer opportunities because guys are actually hitting a bunch of greens in regulation, that's something to look at. We can see that his bent numbers actually are pretty good putter, which I don't think that people think about Matthew Wolf. Like, you know, he doesn't gain a ton, but he's not a negative. Like, I think the perception of him actually is, especially after watching the PGA, where he was an absolute atrocity on the greens. Uh, if he had just made a few more of those shorties, things would have been looking up a lot more for Mr. Matthew Wolf. Uh, who's gaining the most Eagles? No, Fowler. Fowler and, R- and Rory, the two guys that oh, have won at this course in the past. We know that Morikawa, he can make some Eagles. And if we just look over who's hitting their irons, the closest to generate opportunities, Wolf, Henley, Hovland, Grio, Neiman. Neiman back on bent, coming off a week where people tried to use him, didn't perform all that well at Wyndham. 
he could be a sneaky look here. He seems like the type of player who would do really well. Let's kind of take a gander at these long iron approaches to see guys that kind of hit up in the middle. So 150 to 175 and 175 to 200. You see JT Poston and Matthew Wolf, one and two from 150, but both inside the top 30 in both those. Same as Mackenzie Hughes. Uh, Norin actually rates out pretty well. See, woo, Kim does well in both of those. It's probably more important for the 175, to be perfectly honest with you. But we also have Fitzpatrick and Michael Thompson from that range. Let's lean towards the 175. Just if a few of those 200s get shrunk, this could be the biggest bucket that we're looking at. Harris English, Munoz, Brooks, Perez, Jason Day, Ryan Emile, Griot, Ben Ann, Abraham Answer, and Justin Rose. Your best in the past 24 rounds from 175 to 200. So that's relatively interesting to look at the best par four players bryson berger jt norlander kevin nah nah is also 18th from that key range fifth in putting i mean kevin nah gets my money every week fortunately he hit twice for me for a win that i have you know money to give back on kevin nah but maybe i'm just a sucker and maybe he isn't in the quality of player that we should be looking for here but berger i'm wondering how he's going to rebound after the poor final round at the pga championship this does seem like a course where he could be really good uh, opportunities gained, uh, Wolf, Henley, Hovland, Grio, Neiman. Hmm. Brian Moore. There's a guy that's dead to everyone. And then, you know, when he has a good week, everyone's going to be back in on Brian Moore. But I wonder how Tiger, what were Tiger's overall numbers from the PGA? Because he has won at this course before. And if this is a fast greens and putting course, it's not on Bermuda, but he, you know, We've seen him win on bent. That's not going to be the craziest thing in the world. The putting hasn't really been all that good, but did gain off the tee at the PGA and gained on approach and gained on approach at Memorial. Like maybe Tiger's game isn't as far away as sort of the mainstream fake news media is making it out to be. But obviously he's not Tiger right now, but if he's going to continue to trend up in the irons, your irons need to be good here. He can figure out off the tee a little bit. He's going to have a putting week where he's amazing. We know that's going to happen. So it's not like Luke list where things were going really great until he misses like three foot putts. Tiger seems like he can get that figured out a bit higher than most. Uh, we see Sam Burns. He made an Eagle this weekend. He's usually really high up on the Eagle rate list, uh, but has not been recently approach. Who's an outlier here? Norlander, Neiman Glover. Uh, again, these stats will update after the Wyndham championship. I would expect those guys to go down a little bit. Although Henley, once again, is hitting his irons. Well, not putting whatsoever. Redman is someone who can kind of fire up here. He's good from that 150 range. He scores really well on par fours, hits the ball exceptionally close. Not the best putter in the world, uh, but we'll see how that ends up going. In the FedEx Cup playoffs, you're really trying to ride some form. Like, don't be freaked out by bad names playing well. Like, that's almost the Billy Horschel and Chris Kirk example. We saw Answer kind of do the same thing. We've seen Kokrak go through the playoffs and have similar success in that vein that if guys just start getting hot, well, they're, it's three weeks. Like, it's still golf. Anything can kind of happen. So that's kind of where I would be looking at for it. Let's switch over to the Wyndham just very briefly uh, and take a quick look at some, I mean, see, there's a kind of a pecking order right now, but if we click over to the in-tournament stats, we can get a sense of maybe some of the guys who missed the cut uh, if we look at all the rounds. Just because, I actually, I really want to look at Justin Rose's second round to see what happened because I know he was kind of a disaster in the first round. Rose, no, oh yeah, because I'm looking at, DraftKings round four. He is not involved in DraftKings round four. Let's just go to the over or DraftKings round one. Uh, that will load everyone who was actually into the field into the field and take a look at how Rose ended up doing. So Rose totals. There we go. We'll click on round two. 
because I want to get a sense of how he was doing. Uh, gained off the tee, gained on approach, gained putting. And if we switch over to round one for old Justin Rose, I'm sure it's not going to look too good. Negatives across the board. We've seen this a couple times uh, in the past where guys just have really disastrous first rounds and rebound in the second round where you would want them to rebound in. And then all of a sudden they can go and put four rounds together at the next tournament. So if Rose is playing, we're going to see a few guys probably take a pass on TPC Boston. We just don't know who that's going to be as I'm recording this right now, by the time you watch it, we might know, but I'll have that in Monday show and Tuesday show. Like this is still just a first look as we really go through it. Uh, if we just take a look at all rounds for the moment, uh, we'll just look through all three. Uh, and we'll take a look at some of the guys who missed the cut. Who missed the cut but actually played pretty well? Lahiri actually played pretty well. He is not playing next week. Neither is Furyk. Charles is on the bubble. The guy had just made a few putts and a few chips. He would actually be inside the top one. Oh, sorry, that was Danny Lee. Danny Lee was someone who had made a few chips and made a few putts. Is Danny Lee in the field? Let's see. FedEx Cup standings. Dan, Sir Daniel Lee. Oh, Danny Lee's going to be there. He's 51st in the standing. So Danny Lee, a potential guy to look at for next week as the ball striking was actually very crisp. Uh, but you know how Danny Lee does. He's going to make five birdies in a row, then bogey the next six holes. Uh, what have his results been like? He did make the cut at the PGA and man, felt it on the weekend. The Dell, mixed results. Maybe not Danny Lee, but he has the profile of a guy, of someone who you know no one's really going to be on. Uh, but should because of the ball striking. Here's someone, Carlos Ortiz, uh, Charlie Hoffman. I don't know if Hoffman did enough to get in. No, that's Morgan Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman, no, 106, he's in. So he's a former winner at the Dell Technologies, and he, at least he's hitting his irons well at the moment. Uh, Lucas Glover gained a, lost 3.2 strokes putting in two rounds. We saw that he was up there on the approach list to begin with. Not a great week on approach, but almost a stroke over the two rounds, so nothing crazy there. Vegas isn't going to get in. Uh, I assume Ortiz is in. Yeah, 40, 45th in the FedEx Cup standings. It's weird when you see some of the guys on the bubble who are out. Um Chez has he lost to Webb the year that Webb won like a decade ago, but he was gaining on approaches. Spawn did well in both, minus five strokes putting. That's not great. Corey Connors lost four strokes, but the ball striking was back to where the levels where you want it to be at. Uh, and where this is going to be a smaller field with only 125 players, a higher percentage of the player pool is going to make the cut. Uh, driving it well, Potter and well, Mitchell uh, is someone you could potentially get behind. Straka is in the FedEx Cup, lost 3.1 off the tee, which is kind of crazy, but gained uh, him and the Gim Reaper. Poor Gim. If he had just made a few fucking putts, he would have been fine. Uh, if we just focus on round two in particular with the guys who missed the cut, and you can just go to fantasynational.com slash mayo, click on the actual tournament. You need to have it on Wyndham if you want to look at the Wyndham stats until the tournament is actually concluded. If you're on all players or on the Northern Trust field, It'll just come up as an error because you know, these guys, this isn't the field that we're looking at right now. It won't import the right stuff. Uh, guys, just in round two in particular, as a look ahead, Corey Connors, uh, he, almost like Rose, he was able to get it back together a little bit in all the facets you would want to see. He just happened to lose four strokes putting in one round. Uh, something he does. Let's, let's not overlook that fact. But it was nice to see the ball striking back to where it needs to be. I mentioned Rose as someone who kind of popped up. Other than that, the guys kind of missed the cut who... Deserved to miss the cut. Chez Ravy did gain 1.2 on approach. He doesn't normally lose that many strokes off the tee, uh, especially in a single round. Uh, who's that? Johnny Vegas isn't going to get himself in. But Chez, Connors, who else here? Charlie Hoffman. Oh, he, man, he must have lost 
if he ended up minus for the two rounds off the tee, how bad was he round one? Good God. Uh, but he's going to be in, and the ball striking is back at a comfortable course. If he can get the putting back rolling, that could be an interesting spot to go look at. Uh, Ryan Moore's iron game. What are you doing, Ryan Moore? Get you. Get your head out of your ass on this one. And Rose, Kepka did gain on approaches, uh, but he was bad off the tee as well. I'm just curious to see just where his head is at right now. Maybe he wants to say basically fuck you to the world and go win the FedEx Cup. But I just have such a bad sense of where his game is at right now. If we look overall, uh, Siwoo got his approaches going in round three. A hole in one is going to do that for you. But if we just look at ball striking overall, see Redmond, List, I mean, if it, one of these weeks, Liss is going to gain strokes putting, right? Right? That's, that's got to happen. Uh, just don't lose four per event. I, it's funny because he, he just made a disastrous bogey coming down the stretch. I believe it was on his 16th hole of the day, hole seven. He missed a three-footer to get rid of his bogey-free round. Uh, and he was up at minus 10 for a while. But, like, you just switch those back over. He's at minus 13. Like, he has a shot if he's just putting to field average for the week uh, other guys from down on the leaderboard a nice day for zach johnson by the way from down on the leaderboard uh chris kirk actually is someone who is striking the ball really well but not really putting and not really chipping uh, obviously he has good vibes from tpc boston so maybe someone to potentially look at so list kirk josh teeter uh just continues to lose strokes uh, Chris Baker, the birdie maker. These guys are not going to be in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, Connors, even though he missed the cut, is still near the top of uh, ball striking uh, when it comes down to it. Landry just had a really bad day, but he's with his win at uh, Career Builder earlier, the American Express. He's going to be there next week. So Norlander continues to strike it well again. Uh, maybe he can find that really hot putter. Lebiota, I don't think Lebiota, Hammer and Hank, is going to get himself in now. He's at 138. He'd have to have quite the round on Sunday. Like a 61 to maybe get enough points duff daddy is someone who just kind of kicks around the putting hasn't really been going all that well glover and gim's not going to be there but glover for next week kind of like naismith is going to be there although this isn't a great ball striking week for him we're now down to the depths of just gaining like two strokes ball striking we're going to need more than that out of our guys but that's the first look for the Northern Trust from TPC Boston. You can check out all of my work up on DKNation.com. Get 20% off FantasyNational.com by using FantasyNational.com slash Mayo. Also, please subscribe to my new YouTube channel, Mayo Media Network, uh, and tell the people about it. Tell some friends about it. The more subs, especially initially, the better it's going to do. You can find the link to that in the description. Shows will start popping up uh, probably after 10 days, two weeks from now kind of thing. Uh, I just wouldn't want anyone who is looking for you know fantasy rankings or the golf show or anything like that, or just looking for the Pat Mayo Experience to miss out on that. If you subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast, nothing is going to change. Although I am switching podcasts podcast providers they're bound to be a hiccup somewhere along the way there as well so thank you all for watching smash a like give me your early lean in the comment section and if you're still in the running at the Wyndham championship good luck hopefully see Wu can pull it through if you got some cash on old c woo if not hopefully DraftKings works out for you all right i'm pat mayo thanks for watching i'll see you next time everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.